Conversations with Lenzine Lee. My name is Lenzine Lee, and that's not a coincidence. <laughs> Cracks me up. Anyway, I am so glad to be here with you today and to be able to launch the beginning of what we're going to call it's really dreams, visions, business, life, the wealth of the kingdom and resources. But we're going to come at it from some very interesting angles. So I have a return guest who's going to be like a co-host for me for four to six weeks. I'm not really sure. We're not sure yet how we're going to do it. But one another thing we do know is that she's going to come back on a monthly basis. And one of the things that we want to be able to engage in is a dialogue with you all and to be able to start having others hearing testimonies about people activating the works of the kingdom on the inside. This is a genuine kingdom conversation, a kingdom business type of conversation. And um, I want to open in prayer and then I'm going to welcome my guest, which if you read those things that we post out there, you already know who she is. And I'm even, this is business. So you see my computer in the background and that's my business area in my kitchen. And so we're really going to get down to business. Father, I thank you so much for everything that you are engaging us in to be able to walk with you, talk with you, hear you as you give us your, uh, your blueprints, your pattern, your way of doing and, and, and living and being and so forth. And we choose to walk with you and to hear you in all these endeavors in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's welcome back my amazing friend. She's a businesswoman. She's a business consultant. She is an author. She's the author of A Proverbs 31 Woman, which talks about life, the lifestyle really of the 21st century woman. But she's so many things. She is really the total package. She's gorgeous. She's one of my co-hosts on uh, Divinely Designed 21st Century Women. Her name is Sochi Rodriguez and Sochi Marrera Rodriguez. And welcome back, my friend. Let's uh, go ahead and engage in this conversation. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. This is going to be so much fun. I I'm think so. To this conversation. I am too. You know, I mean, you and I have this because we, we engage in business together. And whereas your area is really getting the nuts in the boats of how business is run and you are fearless. I love the, the clients that you've had and the, you know, there are people walking around that get 20 something thousand dollars per package that they sell. And you, because you have the, you have the, the nerve, you have the guts, you know, the boldness to be able to encourage people to go and to reach and expand further beyond what their mentality is thinking and it actually works and one of the things that we've been talking about because we're looking at launching certain things ourselves because it's been like well why are we helping other butterflies fly and we're still holding on to the tree and I think that that's a tendency a lot of people have to um to hold tight uh, because because their thing is not ready yet. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. And so there's that failure to launch at the times. I think that, that the, the actual moments that God is like this, step into it now. And so I'd love for us to review some of that. I want to go back to a few things um, before we, as we get going. First of all, yes, you do have uh, two BA degree, bachelor's uh, degrees, you have a California, an active California teaching credential, even though you don't teach in the schools. And but the main thing is that you've been an entrepreneur of single and multi-location brick and mortar businesses and uh, the majority of your business life. And that's something that you and your brother have done together. Uh, 
you have seen success, you've seen the rise and you've seen the fall. And as you mentioned uh, last time you were on, it was before you even knew anything about the ways of the kingdom. And so I think that it's going to be a lot of fun for you and I that as we as we engage in this dialogue uh, over the next couple of weeks, few, uh, I, four, six weeks, whatever it happens to be throughout the, almost to the end of the year, I guess, um, that we look at these things the way scripturally Jesus has said to them, you have heard it was said. And that's the typical business school, be it Carnegie, be it Harvard, uh, wherever, be it the local co uh, uh, junior college. Much of the time, the way they teach the principles of business, the way we learned, the way I learned mine, um, you know, we, we know about SWOT analysis. We know this, we know that. We can't chart this and pert chart this and, and do all of that. You have heard it was said is what that comes from, that this is the way to do business. But then the other part of what Jesus said to them, he said, but I say unto you, and then he gave us the wisdom of the kingdom of God. And so that's kind of what we're going to be doing is we're going to talk about the practical. We're going to talk about the, um, the, the things that you do, the legal, uh, you know, and some of our other friends will come on probably over the weeks to give us tax information or the how to's of this or that. But that's the, the vein of what we're doing. You had heard it was said, but this is what I say to you. And so we're going to look at what the kingdom, that's my part, <laughs> is what the kingdom has to say. But before we get into those things, uh, since we've got lots of weeks to do it, I would like for you to share with people. Um, I would like for you to share with us a little bit about your experiences of what success feels like, even from, it was without God in that sense, but you had success in business. What were some of the mindsets that you engaged in at that time? And hi, Carla, thank you so much. And you are one in the same too. So I'm going to yes. go ahead and mute and give you an opportunity just to kind of share from that entrepreneurial mindset or however it is that you want to take it. Okay. And you question me anyway, by what did you say? Because I give three different things. <laughs> I know I do that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, you know, you talked about business schools and business thoughts, and I did not go to school specifically for business. I fell into business out of frustration, um, which in and of itself was, I think, great because um, I didn't know, and I'd always seen my mom be very active, and I'd seen her work, and whether it was babysitting, making cakes, whatever, to, whatever it was she was doing, I think I got to see just kind of how she managed money, how she managed the business, you know, whether it was a home business. I didn't see it like that then, but I do now as I reflect on the things she did, and I try to figure out how does she think about things, like how, where does she get her knowledge from? because she also um, did not go to college, you know, so, so she didn't have that formal education. So it's very um, encouraging because we, we didn't know what we were doing. And there are many people in business who don't necessarily have that college education, but they have a desire for business. They have desire to do more with life. They have desire to have a little more, um, shall I say, control over their life versus going to, you know, a nine to five job where they might be capped on how much money they can make. Uh, so, so that, that was, um, so that's one thing I just wanted to clarify is that, that I, I did, I did go to college, but not for business. 
And after I was in business, I was like, I'm going to figure out what to do. <laughs> and so I, I started to do more reading. I started to, okay, how, how, how do you do QuickBooks? You know, how do you do some of this accounting stuff? How do I run reports? How do I forecast? And that's where my brother's skills were extremely handy because he, he could just, that was more natural for him. So also establishing a team around where it's like, I'm not going to do everything. I don't expect to know everything. And so by surrounding myself with people that, that do know and that excel in the areas that I don't, it makes for a, a better team and doesn't, doesn't, doesn't require me to have to know everything because I definitely don't. Who I was as an owner 20 years ago as to who I am now, I don't want to work for myself now, not, not 20 years ago because I was tough. <laughs> I was very tough. You know, but that, that was my... Was my livelihood I needed every employee to always be at their best because otherwise none of us would have a paycheck none of us would have a livelihood you know and so so I felt I had to protect the business in that in that sense by making sure that everybody was doing their best for the for everybody's sake um God had blessed our businesses very 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 early on and he actually placed me um placed a mentor a business mentor that really talked to me about, hey, this is what you need to do. Start looking at this, start looking at that. One of the things he would tell me is like, you always need to be walking around with X amount of money in your in your wallet. And I was like, oh my God, it's like, I, I don't know if I could do that. You know, I'm in LA, <laughs> it's like, we don't walk around with a lot of cash. But because of his teachings is like, and because it, it wasn't to show off. It's like, you never know when you're going to need it. You never know when your employee is going to need something. You never know if you have an opportunity and you're going to be able to buy something. You need to have this cash for that reason. This was never, and it was always private. Like no one ever really knew what I carried, which was great. Cause I wouldn't want any, anybody to know what I was walking around with, but I became comfortable carrying cash and carrying money and, going to some of the locations late at night, picking up the cash, taking it home, making, doing the deposits, taking it to the bank. It, it just, it became normal because it was, it was, it was money, it, you know, would come and go and we would need it for this, need it for that. So, so having that level of success was um, financial level of success was a lot of fun because it really escalated the lifestyle that we had. Um, we, we grew up very, very limited uh, with a lot of love, but very limited financially. So it was nice to, to be able to go out to eat wherever we wanted, take, take the family, you know, take the employees, whatever we were doing, but to be able to share a lifestyle that we were not used to. And we got used to that real quick. <laughs> it's very easy to get, to get used to that type of lifestyle. So when, when life challenged me and, and I had setbacks, it, it was very difficult because I, I felt that lack again of not having. And that, that lack, holding on to that lack, kept me in a downward spiral for a long time. So that, that was, um, those, those are some of my, my initial questions for some of the comments that, you have, that you've asked. Okay. I think it's funny we got spammed. So we do speak the word of God over your hot photo. We released the hot 
cast the flame of the fire of, of uh, God upon your life right now in the name of Jesus because I, you need him and he wants you. Okay, so going on. Um, you know, one of the things that um, you said that I, I think is really you, three things that I, I'm, I'm taking note of. Number one, you got comfortable having money. You were comfortable with it in the sense whether, and I, I'd like to kind of explore that a little more, but one of the things that, that you really said was that you got, even though you were raised with lack, you got comfortable having it. And it was, it was, it was something that you became used to. And so you were training yourself basically to have as opposed to be in plenty, as opposed to being in lack. That's number one. And then you were handling the business of money. You were taking it to the bank or uh, picking up, picking up pay uh, from the different stores that you operated or however it was, but you were handling the response, having the responsibility of the money. You treated it as a business tool as opposed to maybe a source of certain things. But then when you said you, you felt the, you felt the lack of not having, and that's, I think it's very powerful because you felt it and, and, and it, 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 you said it was a downward spiral. So therefore you were, uh, you had two different mindsets that were going. So what did you do that changed uh, uh, even, um, how do I say that? I want to know kind of when you didn't have it, but you knew that you could have it again. Is that what got you out of the spiral, the downward spiral? Because money really is a tool. It's, 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 it's not a, it's, it's not your life, you know? And, and so I, one of the things I, I think that people, as we're looking at this, some people are afraid of it. Um, they get very religious about it. They're uncomfortable talking about it. Isn't it funny? We've never been spammed before. But here we are talking about kingdom wealth. And all of a sudden there's like, oh, we must interfere with this conversation. Why? Because we're going somewhere. But hey, what I know about this program and everything on Loving Unity is we have an apostolic covering. We're not going to be stopped. And, and that, I think, is something that we have to really to have to look at within ourselves to understand that feeling the lack means that there's something you can do about it. And you had a mindset, you had a comfort with having, but you felt a discomfort not having. So what did you do to turn that part around? Because you had a downward spiral, but you're not going downward right now. And I know, I know personally, of course, you still experience some of these hits, but you hit back. So would you like to elaborate on that? Because we're setting a foundation here. Yes. Um so the, the first time that I spiraled down was uh, during a divorce. And he, he wanted everything, future earnings. I mean, this man was made, made it very difficult for me. And I allowed it. And I had no biblical foundation. Let me rephrase that. I, I grew up Catholic. And, 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 and at that stage, it's like, I love God. But I, I, I was rebelling, especially the fact that I was going through a divorce. I was very resentful. I was very upset. I didn't feel I deserved it. I had a lot of other things happening to me at the same time. So this downward spiral made it very difficult. And I knew that once the divorce was finalized, I was going to be in debt. Because I, wanted, I did want to keep the business. But I was going to be in huge debt by keeping the business. And so, so I lived in that that pit for a long time, almost seven, almost seven years. 
and and I still lived and, and you know and I and I was able to um, was actually offered an opportunity to travel around the country, and 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 I, I I was trained to walk into a business, find the issues, create a business plan for the owner, so that they could implement, and then I was off to the next struggling business. So that's how that's how I, my brain was trained to just like look at businesses and see where are their opportunities. So that spiraled downward. I, I, even though I started to make money and I started to, to get better, I still emotionally and was not alive. I was just going through the motions of life, but I was not living. I was not enjoying it. And it wasn't until um, I had the opportunity, again, God presented these things to me. I was offered um, to purchase five businesses and, and I'm in debt. So like, I, I can't afford five businesses. You know, and, and, and the person said, you know, I, I want you to take these five businesses. And I said, well, I'm not going to help you flip them because it's just a lot of work and I'm just not interested. And again, I was emotionally beaten. So I'm not interested in doing that. He says, no, I don't want you. I want to flip them. I want you to go up north. So I lived in Southern California. This, this opportunity was in Northern California. He says, go up north. I will I'll work it out with you. Just do what you do with these stores. So I was like, okay. So, so then it was, it was like, I was much better off than I was before I was married and while I was married. So it was a different, a much higher level of success and a much higher level of, of an introduction to different people. And the, you know, side note, but the people we surround ourselves with make such a big difference in who we are, how we behave, how we think. So I started, so I was in Silicon Valley and I started meeting other people. I started meeting other business owners. I had to get out of my own way because I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert. So I had to train myself to be that businesswoman and talk to strangers and, and initiate conversations and start talking about business and had to do that. And the money, the money was, was always a tool it, it was like we took some of that money. We were able to invest it. Uh, we, my brother and I, we were able to invest it. We were able to give mom a real good uh, life, you know, and be able. She, you know, she, she was a very homebody, so she, she didn't take us up on as much, and she was afraid to fly. But the opportunities were there for her that were never there before. Um, taking her out to dinner, you know, it, it was it was about everybody benefiting from it. And as more experience I had, the more I started to give to my employees, the more profit sharing, the more opportunities, the more allowing them to go to trainings. And sometimes it's like, I wanted it more than they did. And a very dear friend of mine was like, you want this more than they do, leave them alone. And I'm like, but they could do so much more with their life. And some of them were just comfortable being employees, they did, and then one of, one of them actually said, can you take off that raise you gave me? And I was like, why? No, because with that raise, you put me into a different bracket and now they're not gonna pay for my childcare. And I was like, wow. Well, I mean, th th this is the type of experiences that I was having with some of, some of my employees. That is like, here, I want you to like run the store completely and be able to make more money, but you'd rather hold on to the, the cost of the childcare, and I'm not judging, but it's, it's, yeah, it, it's like, that's, that's what was important to her at the time. So money's been more like a tool and not, not an attachment. 
you know, and, and it has, it was, but when the money was removed, like when, when we sold the businesses and then the payment stopped and that was a real shock to me. Cause I, I didn't expect that to happen. And again, it's like, first it was a divorce. Now it's this. And it's like, I would ask God, it's like, why, why do I have to do this again? Like, I, I don't I already did it before. And now, now it's like you build up to a certain level and it was snatched away and then build it up again. And then it got snatched away again. And then, and it's like, and people are like, oh, you'll do it again. They're so optimistic, but it's like, yeah, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And, and it's an emotional, back then it was more of an emotional struggle, an emotional back and forth, not knowing that there's a God and a Jesus and a thought and, and, and the mind of Christ that I can lean on versus before me trying to lean on my own. Much better this way. <laughs> well, you know, um, I love this. Um, you know, because uh, we've got probably mm, about six minutes. <laughs> um, one of the things that you talked about, because uh, and I wanted to purposely start talking about it from money, because so many people are in pursuit of it. There's so many uh, secular songs that are really people will kill for it. They will steal for it. They will do all kinds of things because they think, and that there was another song, the best things in life are free, but I want money. <laughs> That's what I want, you know? And so all of these different things are, it's like, it's one segment of life. And that mentality of having just enough as opposed to more than enough is the different is, is one of the things that we're looking at with the mindsets, um, because the kingdom mind is very different from the church, as our apostle, Dr. Baker would say, the, the church age, the era of the church is done because the, it's, this is this, this is the kingdom. It is the, it is the now time of the kingdom of God. But what we're looking at. When you said um, having it and so forth, money is not our identity. Again and again, you've got to know that having money is what people feel is what makes them a somebody. It's like, no, it doesn't. You're a somebody because God made you one. But as long as you think that your identity is in your money, because some would want you to know how many um, Benjamins, as they would say, for $100, how many they're carrying and and all of that kind of stuff. But that's not what we're talking about. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter eight, that it is the Lord, your God, who gives you the power to create wealth. But a pursuit of money in and of itself, people don't use the word create. They say, I'm going to make some money. We're going to go after that money. We got to get that money. And it's like, so what you did is you told me what altar you want to go to. Uh, money is a byproduct of obedience. And that's a principle that for those of you that are going to follow this, you need to write that down. Another thing that she said, you see, um, wealth is created. Money is a byproduct of obedience and submission to the ways of God. The pattern of wealth is what we are to follow. Um, we're not supposed to try to carve it out to, to uh, you know, make money the end all and be all. Again, it is a side thing. But when you don't have it, it becomes for many people the everything or they just settle into a life where this is uh, this is as, as, as far as I want to go because I don't want to be bothered with the business of it or I don't want to be bothered. I don't, you know, if, if I, I don't want people to know that I have, I don't want the work or the headache or what and all of those things, which I, I just love that you said it is what it is because you're dealing with it from the world's perspective. 
You're dealing with it with the the mind is 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 earthbound. It's earthly, sensual, and devilish. You think that um, you've become a lover of it, as opposed or and it becomes your slave master because they will work for money instead of being in partnership with the creator. You see, in the kingdom, we are created to create. We are not um, here to work for the things that God has freely given to us. And so I just think this is a great adventure. I really do. I was looking at some of these other scriptures where the the Bible talks about money quite a bit. Um, In this particular version, there's like 54 verses or uh, that are talking about it just in the New Testament, what they brought. Can I buy the gifts of the spirit? Can I buy this? Can I do this? It's like, no, because there are some things money cannot buy, but wealth will open the doors, the creation of wealth. And, and the other principle that you talked about, wealth looks to overflow into the lives of other people. Whereas people who are just after money for the sake of money, they will hoard it and they will keep it, you know, very, uh, very, very close. I want to ask the people that are joining us on this. What is your degree of fear of money? Are you afraid of wealth? Are you afraid to expand? Are you afraid, um, you know, to, to discover what God put you in this earth to create? in order to establish his covenant, because that is, that, that's a principle that continues on. That's a kingdom principle. It's not an old Testament principle. God gave you the power to create the authority and the, 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 the ingenuity, the wisdom, the relationship with him in order to create wealth, to establish his covenant means to feed the people, to feed the family and the family is ever growing. Um, so those are the things that I heard you say. And when you said it's a tool to benefit the family, employees included, there's that benevolence. There's the story of the, the, the man with the talents of the man with the minas who sent his servants and said, I'm going to entrust this to you to help to build this for the sake of others, you see. And so as we're going forward in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start exploring that in the different principles. Even I'm thinking on the next one, we can talk about Um, some of the other qualities. You said another thing. I I just love this. And we can talk about this. You had to train yourself to be what you needed to be in order to succeed. That means that you had to be willing to change. You could not possibly stay exactly the way you were in the mindset that you had in the poverty set or being just satisfied, you know, the way that you were, you had to make the changes. See, all of those are principles of the kingdom. It's never to stay the way we are. We have butterflies around us because it's calling for transformation. We're out of time today, um, pretty much. I think we've probably got, well, we got about another minute, a little less than that. I started my timer early this time, so I wouldn't run over. But is there any takeaway in this last uh, 30 seconds that you want to give or even give an assignment teacher that you want people to start thinking about as we go forward? Life will get better when we are obedient. Now she preached a sermon right there. So <laughs> here's what you know. You don't come here because we're, you know, just beautiful faces and, and all that kind of fun stuff. It's nice. And thank you for joining us. But it's to have not just a conversation, but a kingdom conversation. We'll see you next time. All right.